Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number eight of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'm going to share with you how to find off-market opportunities. And this means that you can go direct to the property sellers instead of having to go through an estate agent. Now, you can find great deals through estate agents if you know what you're doing and if the estate agent believes you are a credible buyer. And I talk about this in the previous episode, number seven of the Property Magic podcast. But in this podcast, I want to focus on how you can get really motivated sellers coming direct to you And also, how can we find these off-market properties? Now, an off-market property is where the property is not advertised for sale through an estate agent. And you think, surely everyone, if they want to sell a property, would put it through an estate agent. Well, there are four really good reasons why you might find properties that are for sale, but not listed with an agent. The first reason is that maybe the owner has not actually decided to sell it yet. They're thinking about selling, but they haven't actually made the decision to to do that. So they've not gone with an agent and maybe you can find them before they make that decision. The second reason is maybe they don't want anybody to know that they're selling the property. They want it to be private. They want to keep it very confidential. They don't want lots of people traipsing around the property. They don't want a for sale sign outside because they don't want anyone to know what they're doing. The third reason why maybe it's not listed with an agent is maybe they've been trying to select for a while and it was previously listed with an agent, but they were unsuccessful in selling that property. Maybe they just didn't have enough inquiries or maybe they had no offers or maybe they did have offers. Maybe they even sold the property but the sale's fallen through, or maybe it's fallen through several times and they just don't trust the conventional process. And so they're looking for someone like you who they can deal with direct and get a really quick sale done. Or finally, the fourth reason is maybe the seller just doesn't like or doesn't trust estate agents or doesn't want to pay them a fee. So these are the four reasons why maybe a property might be available for sale, but it wouldn't actually be listed with an agent. So if you're just looking for properties with agents, well, obviously you're gonna miss these properties and you're competing with everybody else because most people go to either estate agents or they go to auctions to try and find good deals. Well, actually, if you buy off market, you could be the only interested party who wants to buy that property. And you can deal direct with the seller, which means you can find an ethical win-win solution that's going to work for everybody. So there are a number of different ways of finding these off-market properties. And what I want to do in this podcast is go through a number of these to stimulate your thinking and help you find some deals off-market in your area. So the first way of finding off-market deals is to look around, keep your eyes open for empty or abandoned properties. I'm pretty sure, if you think about it, 
you would have seen an empty property somewhere close to where you live or where you work. And you probably even thought, well, I wonder who owns that property. I wonder what could be done with that property. And if like me, most people, you've done nothing about it. Well, maybe six months later, you saw some scaffolding or some hoarding go up around the property and someone's obviously bought the property and they're doing something with it and they're going to make lots of money. And that could have actually been you. So my point here is if you do see empty or abandoned properties, one that one that made they look boarded up or they've got broken windows or they're overgrown, why not do this? The process is really quite simple. First of all, you've got to contact the owner and maybe send them a letter to find out what are they interested in doing with the property. Now, some people, they just hold on to property and they're just sitting on it. Some people, they've almost kind of fallen out of love with it. And actually, it's a real problem, but they don't know what to do. There's some inertia for them. So we want to make it really easy. And we send the letter saying, hey, look, I know you've got this property. Uh, I'm interested in buying and also renting property in the area. Would you be interested in maybe selling or renting to me? Could we have a conversation about it? So a really open, friendly letter. And the way you do this is you go onto Land Registry. So you have the Land Registry website, which is landregistry.gov.uk. You can pay your three or four pounds, download the title deeds. And on there, normally they'll have the address of the owner. Now, sometimes property is not listed on land registry. And sometimes the address of the owner might be at the same property that looks abandoned. By the way, sometimes properties look abandoned and there is actually someone living there, which is very strange, but that does occasionally happen. So if you can't find the correspondence address of the owner on land registry, the next thing to do is do some detective work. You want to go and knock on the doors of all the neighbors and very politely say, excuse me, I hope you don't mind me bothering you. Uh, my name's Simon. I'm a local property investor. And I've noticed this problem here. Uh, this, this, don't say problem. I've noticed this property here seems to be empty, seems to be abandoned and looks like a real shame. And I'm wondering, I'd like to contact the owner to see if I can maybe buy it and renovate it, bring it back to its former glory. So you're suggesting to the neighbor that you want to get rid of this eyesore and make it better, which is going to be good for them because it's going to improve the value of their property as well by not being next left to this empty property. Um, and you say, look, the problem is I've been on land registry. I can't track down who the owner is. I wonder, do you know anything about this property or the owner? Now, it depends how long that neighbor's been there. They may have just moved there and know nothing about the history of the property. They may have been there for a long time and know everything about the property, everything about the owners who've done it. And they may even have the contact details, phone number or address of the owner. So they may or may not know. So you need to do a little bit of detective work, knock on all the relevant neighbors until you find somebody who knows something about the property. Maybe they've got a name, a phone number, an address, and then you can then follow up as a result of that. Or there's a final, slightly more drastic way. If nobody knows anything in the area and you've been persistent, um, what sometimes people do is they put up a for sale sign outside the property. So a big for sale sign and it has your phone number on it. And sure enough, soon you will get somebody who will call you and say, what are you doing trying to sell my property? To which you obviously profusely apologize and say, I'm really sorry, but 
I was interested in buying your property from you. I tried to find out from land registry and neighbors who you were um, and I couldn't. So I thought this would get your attention. So I have, I'm not trying to sell your property. Of course, I can't do that. I wonder if you'd actually be interested in selling it. So they might get a bit agitated at first, but it's a way of really getting somebody to point out to that owner who does know the owner. Hey, look, I've seen a for sale sign go up outside your property and it's a great way of getting a call. So a bit drastic, but it does work. Maybe the first two methods of land registry or speaking to neighbors is more appropriate. So the next way of finding potential properties that you could develop is maybe to look around for large properties or rather properties situated on large plots. Very often you see um, bungalows or older, slightly decrepit properties on a really large plot. Well, you can literally go up, knock on the door and again say, excuse me, sorry for bothering you. Um, I'm a property developer um, and I'm always looking for uh, properties that I might want to develop. And um, I noticed your property and I wonder if you've ever thought about selling your property either now or in the future. Now, this is a numbers game. Most people who knock on the door, they're not going to be interested. But if you do it in a very polite way and leave your contact details, and here's the important thing, maybe follow up every three months or so, this can work out really well for you. So one of my clients, one of my mastermind students is a gentleman called Stephen Ray. He took this to heart. He's a lovely guy, very, very relaxed manner. He identified uh, a really good development plot and there was a large house on it. And he went and knocked on the door, did exactly this. And they said, oh, no, we're not really interested in, in selling the property. Thank you. Very much. We have a lot of people ask us all the time. We're not interested. And Stephen said, OK, no problem at all. There's my card. Um, you know, Please do remember to give me a call if you're ever interested. And he's just lovely. He would have done it in an amazingly great way. And then on Mastermind, um, everyone gets a buddy and a, and a coach. And his buddy was nagging Steve, said, hey, Steve, have you gone back to that property? And Steve said, oh, well, no, not yet, because I'm sure they're not interested. And his, his buddy was nagging him. So finally, he went back to the property about a few months later, knocked on the door and said, hi, um, I don't even remember. And he said, oh, yeah, Stephen, come in. And he was a bit shocked by this. He said, Stephen, we, we were thinking actually about selling your property, uh, our property, and um, we remembered you and you've got your card still and we'd like to talk to you about it. And so he built some rapport with them, obviously, over a while. And it turns out that a number of people had approached them and the property was worth about one point five million pounds. And he agreed to buy this property using what's called a purchase option. This means he gets to control the property but he doesn't actually buy it until he wants to. And he set a price slightly less than everyone else. It was actually at 1.4 million. And the reasons the owners agreed to this was because they liked Stephen. They, they trusted him. Other people had offered more money, but they, they just didn't like those people. They hadn't taken the time to build a rapport. Now, Stephen's now applying for planning permission to turn this into uh, a number of apartments. And uh, it's gone very well. It looks like the gross development value is going to be a multi, multi-million pound project. And the land, just with planning alone, is going to be worth about two million pounds. So he's buying it for 1.4. He's got some costs of planning and all those kind of things as well. The value of just the land with planning is going to be two million. So it's, it's almost just over half a million pounds of profit 
if he just sells it on to another developer. And this is a property where he's controlled it on an option. He hasn't actually bought the property, but he's got the right to buy it if he wants to at 1.4 within a certain time period. So he could either flip it onto a developer and make a cool £500,000 profit, or he might actually develop it out and build the apartments himself. But he's got the choice to do that. But finding property owners who want to sell their property or maybe they want to sell a piece of their garden. I'm sure you've seen this, a number of large houses that have got big gardens and they've got side road access. So a developer goes and buys a load of the gardens and puts together a little muse of properties behind the larger ones. And this can be very profitable, all done with a purchase option. The third way is to approach local shops and businesses. Now, these are ones that are actually still trading and it could be corner shops. It could be um, garages or places to do MOTs and things. And they're often businesses that might be there for years and years and years. And the thing is, at some point, the business owners are going to retire. Now, they might pass the business on to family, but very often they sell. And this is a great opportunity to do commercial to residential conversions. And again, this is actually finding someone who's got a property in a great location that could be converted into some residential property. But maybe they haven't actually got to the point where they're thinking about selling the property just yet. But when they close the business or sell the business, selling the property is something they're going to do. And again, I've got some clients in Reading who have done a huge number of developments and about 90% of the deals they've done have been done by this. They've just got out on the streets, they've knocked on doors, they've spoken to people, they've built the rapport. This takes a while. I mean, you might find someone who's just thinking about selling, but that's probably gonna be luck. This is something you do for years and years in your area looking to buy, and you start to get known as the person who buys companies and, and property from people who are retiring, and you can get recommended for that as well. And this is a great way to, over the long term, get properties that don't even come to the market. They just come to you before anyone else. And people wonder how you're getting all these great deals. But it is about you getting out there and just wearing out some shoe leather, shaking hands, making contact people, being great, leaving cards, but also following up. You know, every three to six months, following up these people, just reminding them who you are. Don't rely on them coming back to you because they might forget about you. They might lose your contact details. You've got to try and keep top of mind without being a pain and a nuisance that this is a great way to find off-market deals. The next way is to speak to local councils. Often councils will have properties that they don't want or local charities sometimes have properties that are now surplus to requirements. Um, I've bought a number of care homes from charities that have been kind of relocating or, or slimming down the operation and I've converted those into residential apartment blocks. Um, I also bought a a community center from a local council up in the northeast and they had this property that they they really wanted to sell now it was on the market actually but we we approached the council rather my jv partner approached the council and um they wanted to get this property sold by the end of the financial year because they wanted to get the revenue onto their books and they couldn't find anyone else who would actually give them the price they wanted. And we went to them literally a week before the end of the financial year. We bought this property cash and it was a, a 10,000 square foot community center 
that we bought for £250,000. You know, you couldn't build that kind of thing for that. It would have cost at least a million pounds to have built that new. And we got it for 250 because we were able to move very, very quickly. We bought it for cash. Um, and then we converted into 20 apartments with the council's blessing because, you know, they wanted something done with this property. So local councils and charities are a really great route of finding off-market deals. Um, one of my clients, Greg Reed, who was actually at Cadbury's with me, he started the year before me and, and stayed there for 20 years. And then he took redundancy when Cadbury's was taken over by Kraft. Um, he came to me to learn about property and he started buying HMOs, houses of multiple occupation in Birmingham, where he lives. And uh, one of the things we teach my students is just to tell everybody what you do. Turns out one of his neighbors was a trustee for a charity and a charity had this large property and actually they didn't want to own this property anymore. They had money tied up in the property. They wanted to release that money. And so they spoke to Greg and Greg was able to give them a very quick, very simple direct sale. He got a great price. The charity got the money they needed in the time. And that's now a very profitable seven bed HMO that Craig has. So charities, councils, you know, talk to people you know, word of mouth is a great way to find deals, but they will often have properties they want to get rid of. Again, it's a timing thing. So when you first speak to them, they may not be interested, but you've got to keep in touch with these people. You may be noticing a theme here, which is all about following up. You know, speaking to someone once is, is just not really enough. And then the fifth way of finding properties off market is by approaching existing landlords who have got properties in the area in which you want to invest. And maybe they're thinking about retiring or maybe they're just a tired landlord and they're fed up with managing management of the property. Now, I'm going to go into this in a lot more depth in the next episode of the Property Magic podcast, because the best ways to get these people is what we call by sending them a landlord letter, where you're basically asking them if they would like to sell or rent their property. And again, this is a numbers game. If you just send one letter to a landlord, they might not even get it or it may not be right for them at the time. So you need to do a campaign of letters. And this is a big mistake that many people make. But you can either target a whole area of properties or you might identify one or two properties in particular that you like and send them a letter. Now, they may they may not want to sell, but some of my students have had great results doing this. So, so far, we've talked about five different ways of finding off-market properties. The first one was to look for empty or abandoned properties in your area. The second one was to look for large family homes that could be development opportunities. The third one was to approach local shops and businesses. The fourth was to approach local council and charities. And the fifth method was to actually write direct to existing landlords to see if they want to rent or sell their property. Now, in all of these five methods, you're reaching out to the property owners. And what I want to do before we finish this podcast is just give you a few ideas of how you can get potential motivated sellers coming to you and contacting you directly. So let me just give you a quick few ideas here, first of all. So the first way is by actually advertising in newspapers. Now, this is a fairly old fashioned way. You know, newspapers, unfortunately, are a dying industry. But guess what? Some people do still read newspapers and some people still advertise in newspapers and they are still getting people calling them from those newspapers. So you put an advert in the classified section, 
typically the free weekly newspaper that's delivered to people's homes. And you say something like, sell your house in seven days or repossession stopped or attention landlord. So it's trying to grab the attention of that person. And I encourage you to find your local free weekly newspaper. Look in the classified section and you'll probably see other people still there advertising because it still works. Now, newspapers is a very quick and easy way to get the message out there, but it's a rather um, broad brush approach. A far more targeted method of getting motivated sellers to contact you is by doing leaflet drops. So you identify the areas in which you want to buy properties. You get someone else to go and drop those leaflets off. And again, the leaflet's very simple saying, would you like to sell your house quickly? You know, repossession stopped, you know, and all the various benefits of dealing direct with you. And you put those out there. And again, you need to, as a campaign, you need to keep doing it. You know, a couple of hundred leaflets is not going to do it. If you're doing leafleting, you're talking about 10 to 20,000 leaflets per month in your target area. And you keep on doing this because you want to make sure it hits people at the right time. Again, it's a bit of work to get this done. You can get Royal Mail to deliver for you. That's a bit expensive. Or you can get the local pizza delivery uh, leaflet guy to drop it off for you. But And some people even make businesses of doing this. They get a whole load of leaflets together. They put their leaflet and other people's leaflets out at the same time, and then it pays for itself. But again, it's slightly old fashioned, but it's very direct. You can get to people who maybe don't even have their property on the market for whatever reason, but they're interested in getting rid of it. Of course, you should consider going online. If you go online, go to Google and type in sell my property fast in whatever area, you'll see there are lots of websites of people offering to do a very fast transaction, normally for less than the true market value of the property. If you're great with websites and you're very good at SEO, search engine optimization, that could be something you do. But there's so much competition, I think it's probably not the best approach for most people. Better than that is word of mouth networking tell everyone what you do let people know you're in the market for buying properties you can help solve people's property problems you should be on social media telling people and you might have seen people they've got the cheesy picture where they've got a bunch of keys outside a property the reason people do that is they're letting people know your family friends contacts that you're someone who buys property if you ask enough people who do you know who's looking to sell a property you'll get some people come back to you. Now, many of these people won't be motivated enough, but if you speak to enough people, you will find some motivated sellers. And then finally, I just want to leave you with this thought. There are lots of people who are spending money. They're doing leaflets, newspaper adverts, postcards. They're speaking to agents. They're doing social media. They've got websites and they're getting leads coming into them, many of which will not be motivated, some of which are motivated, and they're working on turning those motivated seller leads into deals. But they'll have a certain strategy. They may be buying properties at a certain discount or on a certain size or a certain location. And if those leads don't meet their personal criteria, they're probably of no value to them. It's what we call a junk lead. And they probably don't do anything with those junk leads. So a slightly more advanced strategy is for you to contact other people who are advertising and who are getting motivated seller leads. Find out what they do with the leads that don't work for them and very often it's nothing and you can maybe buy those leads off those people and if you're good at speaking to sellers you might convert some of their rubbish junk leads that were no use to them into actual opportunities so it's a great strategy that you can use and by going direct to the seller of the property you've got a lot less competition 
and you can negotiate a better deal whilst, of course, making sure it's an ethical win-win for everyone involved. So in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the step-by-step process of buying existing rental properties from landlords. We're going to talk about how to make it a win-win for all parties and why now is such a great time to be using this particular strategy. So until next time, remember to always invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me on LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property training for free. All of the details are in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.